Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. What a weekend it was for sports, Dave. The last meaningless weekend for basketball. Next weekend, we get playoffs abound all over the place. NHL, NBA, and all the other good stuff. How was your uh, couple days off? Oh, it was marvelous. Uh, I don't consider it off. I consider it on. We, we oh. had a chance to watch sports, sports, and more sports. And the best of all is we debate the college football thing, what's going to go down there. We're that much closer to pro football, and I'm that much more confident that we're going to see it. In the meantime, I ate a ton, perhaps too much cheese over the course of the cheese? week. Cheese? What kind of a cheese? A lot of cheese. I also, I also <laughs> did the thing where we ordered pizza. It was uh, Hoover Damashek's birthday, and of uh. course, it sprawls over several days. We had the Spider-Man sushi party properly um, yesterday, but then the day before we ordered a giant pizza and the calzone and I tricked my brain. I was like, I can eat pizza, but also I ate almost an entire calzone thereby tricking myself to thinking I didn't eat that much pizza. Good for you. you. Oh yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic technique, Dave. Uh, what kind (laughs) of cheese are we tired? I feel like I should tell you guys, my uncle owns a cheese shop in Salem, Mass. You feel like you should tell us this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so we might have moved I'll... to five days a week after this information. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me personally. So if you need any cheese wrecks, I got you. They got you. Just plug in my family's business. On oh, this for God's sakes. That's terrific. All right. We'll get yeah. to the uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure about the, the party. I mean, it sounds like he had a good time. What preteen wouldn't love? Um, just uh, we're off fish in 110 degree weather out here in the <laughs> valley. But um, yeah, cheese. Okay, cheese is a good start to the week. And Dave, another Delicious. good start. You were our sole winner in our best bets. You had the Bruins, right? You had the Bruins. You had Charlotte's Bruins <coughs> laying a goal and a half. They had to win by two or more goals. It kind of boiled down to exactly what we talked about, right? It did right down to the empty netter that you forecasted, and it is what makes uh, what makes betting on NHL games so much fun because very often in today's game, it is a one-goal differential when they pull that goalie out. And so, th- so that one-and-a-half, which is pretty um, close to 100% of the time available for you, uh, it makes it really fun to watch right till the very end there. And Halak pulled it out for the Bruins while... Uh, Boston sports fans wrung their hands, rang their hands, ringing. They did ring, both, I think. Yeah, wrung their hands over Tuka Rask's decision to uh, to step aside. We're gonna get into that for a second, but I will say, just with the one and a half thing, while it's uh, fresh in my mind, I love the minus one and a half. Like you said, you, you always have a chance if your team's up one with two two and a half minutes left. That empty net's right there for you. Conversely, my friend Harry likes taking a, a, a puck and a half. Uh, for the underdog, I'm like, no, I don't like that. Your team could be in it till the very end. You could be tied with two minutes left and you give up a, the go ahead goal and then you're down two or three. And sometimes they keep these goalies out. They'll lose four five one. They don't care. Some of these teams. But Charlotte, we were not as fortunate with our best bets. You got bitten by. Now, this is interesting. I kind of want you to, uh, you know, to go through and experience all of the pitfalls of gambling. <laughs> I, and Everyone should win all the time. But you had Portland laying seven points Saturday against Memphis in the play-in game. Memphis needed to win two. That was the first 
Um, you got a bad line because it went down to six. And really, Portland had no business covering. They were barely winning most of the game. Uh, and then they did. They were up six, though, with less than a minute left. Were you excited? Were you watching this? Were you like, oh, my God, this is all of a sudden has new meaning for me? Yeah, kind of. I also just I felt bad the whole time because I wasn't so when I took it, I wasn't sold on on. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I just well, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do this. I wasn't totally sure that Portland could win by seven, but mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, like, let's go for it. Dame's been going off. And then I was watching this game and I was like, there's no way like there's absolutely no way. And then there wasn't. And I was angry. I was hurt. I was confused. <laughs> I was, you know, I just the whole the whole circles, <clears throat> cycles of grief, whatever that is. I yeah. felt it. And uh, but here's my question. I did. I did say that Portland would win. Okay. So am I technically still no. winning all of my bets? No, you're technically not because there is an actual bet where you could take mm -hmm. Portland mm -hmm. to win the game. It's called a money line bet. Now, <clears throat> with a favorite is substantial. Not know that. I did know. Did not I know. realize that. Would have done that had I known. I should clue you in. Yeah, I know. Your 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 uncle. No, you wanted me to lose, Sal. You were <laughs> you were loving this. I just want cheese from your uncle. Now that's the only thing on my mind. <laughs> I can't think gambling, but maybe uh, maybe it could manifest itself into some cheese. Um, no, yes, you could bet the Portland money line. Manchego fest itself. Oh, uh, there Sorry. you go. There you go. But you would have to lay $3 to win a dollar in the case of uh, like Saturday's game if you wanted Portland to actually win the game, which would count as a win. But people think that's cheap if you're not giving even odds or a little better than even odds. We'll get into it. I promise. I'd like to see, yeah. though, I would like Charlotte to go up and try and cash that ticket. But my team still like, yeah. but they <laughs> yeah, won. Yeah, but like I still did that it, <laughs> That negotiation would be fun to watch. I like that, too. I think all gamblers should get participation trophies when they go to, go to the window to cash it in. Do you think I could charm a, a gambling? What do you call the person at the thing at the... Uh, so, just just a clerk, like a ticket. Yeah, ticket sure. Taker do you clerk? think yeah. I could? Yeah. Do you think I could charm them into being like, you know oh, what? Yeah. You did win. Yeah, you did win. Yeah, there's no Get guidelines. You're fine. <laughs> if you slide, if 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 you maybe slide along with your uh, your best uh, chosen words, along with a little Gouda. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. Gouda goes a long way. I've actually mm -hmm. done that uh, just to amuse myself. I've got like, if I feel like I got screwed by a, a referee or something, I'd go to the counter. I'm like, okay, we get it. But you know, you saw the obvious holding call that the refs <laughs> missed. Okay, so just <laughs> at least give me my money back. I've gotten as far as to bring the uh, manager over, and um, you know, they just want to <laughs> usher me away as quickly as possible. <laughs> by the way, I, I would have employed that method this past Saturday. My best bet, Daniel Cormier over uh, Stipe Miocic, and it was a good fight. Cormier got caught in the second round, didn't really recover, and really was unable to recover after he blatantly got poked in the eye. It was, um, it was unbelievable when they showed it. And I get it, Stipe only would have had a reprimand anyway. It wouldn't have mattered too much. But Cormier could have backed out at that point. He really, they're like, oh, he's fighting with his eye, eye closed. He's got his left eye closed. Like, okay, well, now he's going to eat the right jab all night. I have to watch 15 more minutes of this, and this is exactly what happened. Stipe wins by decision. Ah, we're cursed, Charlotte. But I'll tell you what, these are just, uh, in your case, this was just a fun thing. You know, you're not really losing any sleep over it. You're like, oh, I didn't really know about Portland winning by seven. Guess what? It's about to matter because now we have an email address, and I am going to summon all of our fans. I don't know how many fans we have. Those first couple weeks, Dave, we were like third in the Rankings, I haven't checked. I can only imagine we went up from there on the uh, Apple Pod. Yeah. Um, but anyway, hundreds and hundreds of thousands. 
I want to summon them to reach out to us at the extra points gang at gmail.com. That's the extra points gang at gmail.com. Now it's a little shitty because you got back to back ease there with the extra point. So, but just spell it out. You'll get there. The extra points <laughs> gang at gmail.com. And I want you guys out there to actually suggest stakes for the three of us. The idea being we each have a bet on Friday. Maybe the stakes that pays off at the end of the season, the football season, maybe it pays off on Monday. Obviously, no one's getting a tattoo every Monday, but I'd love to hear the suggestions. Dave, do you think this is a good idea or you find these people are lunatics and we should uh, do our own thing? Oh, no, you know that, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, coming through in the clutch because I don't, but I mm. admire people who do. I Listen, I, I also have in my head already, I'm competitive enough that uh, I know my lifetime ledger. And I think we all need to know what we are for our lifetime. On this show, I now stand at two and two Ooh. lifetime with best bets. And gotcha. I think you also are two and two. So it's almost unfair to you to say that, though, Dave, because the way you bet, you took a you took a substantial underdog. So you should have units following you. You know what I'm saying? So you actually won 1.4 or 1.5 times your money. You know what I'm saying? So a loss isn't yeah. the same as a win. We have to figure that out too. Charlotte, are you up to the challenge? I mean, we'll probably just um, dismiss a lot of these uh, lunatic suggestions, but we have to do oh, something. Oh yeah, no. First of all, first of all, I think we have hundreds of thousands of fans and okay. I think they're just going to flood our inbox with their brilliant <laughs> ideas and we will take every single one of them. Okay. So <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, I think I don't, see myself getting a tattoo um so uh -huh. i don't want anyone to get their hopes up but right. like who knows who knows anything can happen on the extra point podcast right you don't want to hannah <laughs> hannah can you be buried in a jewish cemetery with hannah tattoos i think you can right oh yeah okay oh, yeah all right it's we'll 2020 <laughs> it, is, it is isn't it uh wait can i can i tell a really please yeah go funeral in story oh yes um, actually no you know what <laughs> Let's not, no, let's no, not. no, 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 no. Don't you dare tease our millions with that. And then well, just so my um my grandmother died in February and she was very old and it was we had a lovely service for her. And um we Funny her, so far. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um she, she but she loved dried flowers. She collected dried flowers, and so we thought it would be really sweet to put them on her grave, you know, to take the because we're cleaning out her house and we're like, well, it feels it feels kind of sad to just throw these out. So we brought them to her grave and it was like a whole lovely thing. We put them there. And then as we're walking away, we turn around. And we're like, oh, my God, can you imagine going to visit the ceremony in the cemetery and you see someone's grave with just like all these dead flowers? Like, that's the saddest. Someone just put trash on this woman's grave. Like, what are we doing? Oh, no. Uh, but it was nice. It was nice. Sorry, not to get dark. Uh, but then your uncle stepped up and and put out a nice display of Munster cheese. Right? I don't even know if it's the same different size. So much cheese. So okay. much cheese all the time. Well, all right. That's a sad, humorous tale. But uh, I want to set up what the rest of uh, the show looks like here. We're going to go over NHL playoffs. We're going to go over the NFL. And here's the thing. We you know, we've instituted this thing. We want to start because we can't trust the players here. We want to create a bubble for them. Seems seems to be the only way these sports are working. Uh, right in Charlotte's backyard there, Bubble Rock Trail in Maine. That's where we've picked. It's aptly named Bubble Rock. We've spoken to some of the locals, one local uh, lady named Jenna, who had her reservations about it. We're going to talk to someone again 
later today. What's his name? His name is uh, Matthew Hockman. He's a councilman uh, right there. He could actually maybe get this brought up at a city council meeting, which is really it's the first step. Right, Charlotte? I feel good about this in this guy. Oh, yeah, I feel great about this. I think that we are going through the appropriate channels. We're playing by the rules. We're going to get it approved. All we have to do is draft up our proposal with all the approvals, send it to Raj and he'll be like, let's (laughs) go. Raj is usually he's very game with this kind of thing. So that's going to be fun. Um, But now let's hit the NBA playoffs. They start today. They'll already have been a game played aside from the play-ins as action all day long. That's what's great about this. Dave, you called this March Madness in August. We're getting a taste of that now. Uh, Going over the lines that you might catch Toronto minus 10 over Brooklyn. Uh, Charlotte's Boston Celtics minus five and a half over Philly. The Clippers laying a half dozen to Dallas. And then tomorrow you have the Lakers Blazers, Giannis, the headbutter, and the Bucks get underway. I want to talk about Denver, Utah, which also tips off tomorrow. Um, you talked that you spoke about Tucker Rask, uh, Dave, opting out of the Bruins. It didn't affect them too much. I got a solid backup goalie. They won that game. I think they'll hold on for the series. Mike Conley now for the Jazz has opted out. His wife, he wants to be by his wife when they give when she gives birth. Uh, that she did give birth. We hope it's healthy. We hope it's happy. They lost Bogdanovich. They now lose Conley. I don't think they have enough scoring to go forward. That shouldn't really matter in terms of uh, if a player's decision opt out. But at some point, don't the other players get a little annoyed with the late opt outs? Is is there a point of no return? Would you think? Yeah, absolutely. In, you know, in a vacuum, that would make sense. Of course, it feels like some sort of a betrayal. But it also makes me think that if you sort of the Lakers are not playing well, um, a lot of uh, a disproportionate um, percentage of these NHL teams that were supposed to um, smoke these these bottom feeder teams are not doing that yet. And it makes me think that I wonder if the people who are a little further along in life, which is to say married with children and everything else, I wonder if legitimately the human concerns of that I kind of miss home and I want to be home. I wonder legitimately if some person, I mean, listen, Tuka Rask just kind of said that and Mike Conley as well. If it's like, I want to be here for the next few months and I'd like to win a championship, but I miss home. I wonder if youth really is the greatest virtue right now. Like I have nowhere else to be, you know, I may as well uh, hang in here. And I wonder if the more veteran teams are kind of thinking about their outside the bubble concerns and the advantage now goes to the younger teams. I, it's something to keep an eye on. I don't know. There's not a hard and fast percentage on it, but it is interesting. I just wonder though, like Mike Conley, that would have to be it. Like he just had a premonition. Like I, I have to be home. Like he, he must have done the math at that point and not thought that his old lady was going to be 15 months pregnant. Like, okay, this will work out. The Jazz will make it to the finals. We'll be in November. She'll hang on, right? I know it's supposed to be nine months, but she could stretch us out for the full calendar year. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. But Charlotte, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I praise Johnny for realizing he's a. a uh, an abusive alcoholic and he and Jane aren't going to make it in the marriage. Uh, I praise him for stepping out, you know, late in the game, but did you have to spend $15,000 on flowers for the wedding? Like couldn't you have decided beforehand? I don't know. Yeah. I, it's funny because when, so when Tuka announced that he was, or when I found out he was opting out an hour and a half before the Bruins game on Saturday, 
I was pissed as yeah. a fan. I honestly was. And I, I started tweeting something, you know, about like, come on, man, you know, couldn't, couldn't your timing have been better? And then a bunch of people were like, well, you know, his, his wife just gave birth. Like his family situation is more complicated than you think. Like, blah, blah. and normally if I saw that and heard that, I'd be like, okay, totally. Like it, it, the thing that the thing with Rask that I think is the issue is that on Thursday night, he said it didn't feel like playoff hockey. It felt like an exhibition game. He was pretty clear that he hated being there. He didn't say anything at the time about family stuff. It was it sounded um, a little petulant. And so when I found out he was opting out, I was like, is this guy just did he just like he talked trash about being there yeah. and then clearly didn't want to be there. So he just left. Like it felt to me, it felt selfish and like giving up. And then when I factored in the family stuff, I was like, oh, okay. And then I felt like an asshole for mm. thinking that he was an asshole. And that, but, but at the end of the day, I do think that timing does have something to do with this. You know, yeah. family comes first always for athletes. I really do believe that. I also think though, um, you know, maybe, if he decided this before the series started, if he had if he'd been a little more clear about that in the press conference that there was family stuff going on instead of just being like, yeah, I hate it here. You know, like, yeah, right. I think that messaging does matter. And maybe sports don't really matter right now in a global pandemic. But at the same time, like, it's all I have. Yeah. So I was I was initially a little peeved and then I felt bad about it. I don't know. It's very complicated. Sal, I mean, it's an interesting situation all of a sudden. Charlotte kind of hits at it that it's okay in the objective, you know, objectively, if it's not your team. It's a completely different thing, um, how irrational we can get. It's like, you're going to quit on our team when we have a chance at the championship this year? Do you think that Tuka Rask, I mean, let's say it's uh, one of your Metropolitans who does this and you guys are closing in on a uh, on a pennant, which isn't going to happen this year. Right. Probably. Well, thankfully, but, but, I don't have to consider that part of it, the equation. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, do you think that a, a, a hard-boiled sports town like Boston forgives Tuka Rask? Do you think he is between the pipes? No. Is he their guy? If they don't win the Stanley Cup this year um, with Halak now between the pipes, do you think that Boston fans can ever forgive this act? I, I, I legitimately, fair or not, no. I don't think they will. Rask is an interesting, a really interesting person to play this scenario out with because, you know, I think that Bruins fans don't think he won Boston any championships. They kind of hate him already. He's not a favorite player. So if they if if the Bruins lose without him, it would be a little bit of mental gymnastics for fans who'd said, oh, well, he didn't win anything for us. All of those were other players and then to say, but we did lose because he wasn't there. You know, they kind of box themselves into a corner. here. Right. Yeah, I, I think like it, it's first of all, it's two things. It's the fans. Will they ever forgive him? And I think there's a, like you said, there's a hardcore group that will not forgive him. And then there's the players who seem to be positive about this thing. But you got you have to think that a lot of them are just biting their tongue like, are you kidding me? Really? You left us in the middle. But as far as a player opting out and giving excuses, I think Charlotte's right. So what's the bare minimum? You have to say family. You have to say the word family, and then maybe you will get a pass. You cannot just go out there and be like, I'm not into this shit. I'm going home. <laughs> then everyone will be mad. But if you say family now, if a family condition, oh, my God, you're good for you're good to go. We'll see in five years <laughs> if, if that, that's what it takes. But if you just want to see your family. That seems to be the threshold to win over the majority of fans and players. I don't know. It's strange. And 
And then the NFL gave a deadline as to when you could opt out. Like, that's not going to happen. You know, players that, are going to drop That out is weird six. to me that yeah. the deadline this far before the season starts, like who knows what happens. And then you're just setting up players to, you're setting up fans to get even more mad at players being like, well, it was past the opt-out deadline. It's like, right. yeah, well, like life doesn't care about the opt-out deadline. Yeah. Whose voice are you doing is- right there, Charlotte? Well, whose impression? Is that Goodell? <laughs> <laughs> I need to that know. That was, that was uh, Sully from Weymouth. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Knew I recognized it. <laughs> I like I like the minimum standard with the threshold yeah. thing. Like, well, this is one of my children. Like, oh, well then, yeah, right. You know, can't say I'm not going to say boo about that. Like, I met a dynamite new lady, and we're like, you know, we're just in the, <laughs> you know, how it is early on. It's like we're finishing each other's sentences. It's right, right, just, right. like not acceptable. <laughs> like, well. They don't deliver the new shawarma place around the corner into the bubble up here. And I really miss uh, their baba ganoush. And I like that. No, that is not good enough. uh, An answer. Like what exactly is the, yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, this is an ongoing thing. And I think people will get angrier and angrier and try to justify it more and more. And I don't know what the answer is other than Dave and Joel, like as fans, we can only react how we, we feel. Right. And like, Oh God, I don't want to come out publicly, but geez, you just cost us potentially the Stanley cup or the NBA playoffs or God forbid the world series, uh, finals predictions. Let's go. What do you think, Dave? NBA finals playoff starts today. Well, I know it was uh, bogus that I did it unorthodox two weeks ago when I gave you as uh, my lock of the weekend. I said Celtics to the finals. I thought um, that was the best price you were going to get for them. And so Mm -hmm. I stand by that. The Celtics, I don't, the Bucks. It's funny in the NHL two playoffs side by side right now. I always think that the the notion of experience um, gives way to youth and athleticism and speed. That's what wins by the nature of hockey in the NBA. There is a progressive kind of nature to teams. You don't just come out of nowhere, win the title and then fall back down. I think you build to it. I think the Bucks are still one step away there, whereas the Celtics are ripe and ready to make a run where they will face their longtime finals rival, the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll shake off the rust or everything else. And I just like their chances because you mentioned, um, you mentioned the nuggets there. I think that the, the team that just thinks that the basketball gods broke poorly for the, for the Clippers, people might be excited about them, but they got to go. If things go the way they're supposed to, that you're going to go nuggets then you're gonna. Uh, then you're gonna. I mean, I'm sorry. You have to go through the Mavs, which is no jive if Kristaps and company are out. I mean, I think that's a scary kind of matchup for you. I don't fear the Blazers near for the Lakers nearly as much as okay. I would. Um, so I was with, just looking uh, it up. Your, your Celtics Lakers prediction would pay thirteen to one odds. Pretty good. Pretty good. Fair. I mean, I I think that seems. I mean, of course, I'm a traditionalist, nostalgic guy, and everything else. So I would like to see that for those reasons as well. But yeah, the the Clippers have such a tough road to hoe that they would catch the Nuggets in all likelihood in round two, and then presumably the Lakers. Yeah. That's that 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 ain't gonna happen. I'll take the Lakers coming out of the way. I think all these series could be long for the Clippers. All right, Charlotte, what do you say? Who's who's? Well, one? I'm a little upset because Dave took mine. I was gonna oh, say I was Dave. gonna do Celtics Lakers, but that's just because I'm I'm sort of manifesting what I want to have happen because it, it would be my team versus LeBron. Right. And I also think that just I feel like that's kind of maybe what the NBA wants to have happen. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they want Bucks Lakers, but I think Celtics Lakers would be the most compelling TV for the NBA in the bubble and for right. fans and for it's easy to sell um 
I think that would do really well. So I think they're kind of hoping that that's what happens. And I'm hoping that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, I do think, though, that um, I, 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 you know, I, I know last week I said that I thought the Blazers had a chance against the Lakers, but as it gets closer, it's sort of like, you know, it's like cold feet. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I actually right. I actually don't think that's going to happen at all, um, especially because no one played any defense this weekend at all. It's like that didn't exist. I'm with you. Um, yeah, that's so good, I don't know. That's, that's I'm, I'm sorry to double team. up with. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, just say I'm sorry to double up with Dave, but like I, I'm going Celtics Lakers. Well, I, I'm sorry to keep looking off uh, camera here, but now um, now I'm seeing that Jason Tatum and Coach Stevens are opting out. So, I, I mean, I'll give you a chance both to. Uh, yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Nice just face. Saw, you just gave me. The <laughs> best player and the coach <laughs> just so happened that they're out. Yeah. I was like, he can't. I, he can't. The coach can't. They can't. They can't. The coach out. has a family, apparently. I'm just reading now. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. God, no, it's so. unfortunate timing for the Celtics that their head coach has to head back to eighth grade next week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. He's um, young looking. I think he and the Celtics get upended by Toronto. I think people are discounting this Raptors team. They've been there before. They know how mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, Sockham and uh, Lowry are heating up at the right time. You get 14-1 to for a Lakers-Raptors final, and I think that could be dynamite too. That's my uh, prediction there. Um, yeah, this is going to be good with uh, Dame, and and this is a good line, a scoring lineup for Portland. This is probably the best they've had in a while with a – as hot as you could be, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Nurkic. And uh, and then you got Gary Trent coming off the bench and got McCollum and Dame. That was a weird game for you, Charlotte, because Dame's over-under Saturday was 38 and a half points. The game itself went way over, and Dame only had 31. <clears throat> and they still won by, you know, uh, a, a decent amount, but not enough for you to cover. So, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers take Portland out in five as well. Let's move to the NHL yep. playoffs. Um, Dave, your Penguins are still out. The Islanders 7-1. Very exciting. Very exciting to watch this Islanders team. Tonight, the Avs minus 185 over the Coyotes. I think that's a win. That's a lock there. They just they double up in, in shots on goal against the Coyotes. I know that's a hot goaltender, but I think they win the Avs. They go up 3-1. Bruins, Charlotte's Bruins, minus 130 over the Hurricanes. The Blues, 135 over the Canucks. Didn't they just play? They're playing back-to-back, -back, those teams, Dave? Is that what's going on? Yeah, but that After kind the overtime? of... Yeah, right. Are, are you, are, have you run through them all for uh, that's today? It, that's here? it for today, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it kind of... The Blues are, uh, are, are representative of what I'm kind of getting at here. The Flyers, I think, are a young, talented <clears> bunch, but the Bruins, the way they're playing... Um, over the bulk of what's it been now, a handful of weeks now, kind of what I'm getting at here that I, I, I don't know if it's legitimately like the blues won the cup last year. Like, all right, what are we playing? You know, that, that the stakes, as you say, are not as great as they are for say the flyers, mm -hmm. I think uh, the penguins, I, I don't know. Maybe Jake Gensel does have a, a new girlfriend on the outside that, that it was like, yeah, I want to get back to Pittsburgh so I can uh, be, you know, I don't know what happened, but these veteran teams are not performing in the NHL as well as some of the younger teams are. And uh, maybe it's not a coincidence. Yeah. I'm just impressed they're doing back to backs. That's what's great. Oh, about yeah. The well, NHL. yeah also no, the, I mean, after the overtime, not that they know ahead of time which game's going to go overtime, but they keep <laughs> it moving the NHL. I love that. What I do have a problem with Dave and Charlotte. Jump on me if I'm wrong here. The worst part of playoff hockey is the goals. 
I hate a lot of these goals. Like uh, some of them are, are sweet and, and they're nifty and uh, intentional, but more often than not, you're going to see in a tight game or to get a game to overtime or the goal in overtime being a guy just aiming for his teammate's skate, uh, you know, off center, like uh, 11 feet off goal and hoping that it uh, pinballs in or off uh, an opponent's cheekbone into the net. It's just garbage goals left and right. I don't think we'd accept it. I don't think we'd celebrate it as much if a, if a batter squared around to bunt and hit a home run every third time. Like, I think it's these unintended goals are just, it's a bummer to me. Yeah, no, I do agree with you, Sal. I think that I, a lot of these feel very accidental, which is frustrating. It's frustrating when guys don't score. It's frustrating a little bit when they do score, yeah. when it feels like, you know, no one knows what's happening by the goal. And then the camera pans out and it's like, oh, that that was a goal. So I don't know. Maybe it sounds like a get off my lawn, like back in my day, you know, the goals were graceful and beautiful, but it it has felt a little jumbled. No, I think you're right. This is nothing new um, that I'm I'm observing here and Dave is about to tell me oh it's part of the game and it's great and who cares uh, how it goes in if there's 58 minutes of uh non-stop action surrounding it but go ahead Dave fire away no oh contraire really mon frere no that's I, of course that's terrible it's uh it's what why 21st century hockey is not as engaging as what I mean Generally speaking, the sports get better and better and better, the quality of play. But the paradox of that is specific to hockey is that when you and I were growing up, Sal, the defensemen couldn't skate the way everybody on the ice now is a high and world class skater. And that just was not true in the 80s and early 90s. Um, and I, I, like I say, it's a paradox. I've talked to one Sidney Crosby, if I may name drop and another high end skater, Phil Happy Kessel birthday, about Sid. this yeah. that <laughs> dynamic over the last dozen years, since both those guys got into the NHL, they observe a, a marked difference in the quality of skaters out there, which leaves less room on the ice. So you don't make plays. I mean, I it, the NHL was. You used to be able as a as a puck carrying guy, uh, skater to attack a defenseman, skate at the defenseman. Now the the defensemen are bigger, better on their <laughs> wheels, and can uh, and leave you less room to make any sorts of plays. It's all north south. There is no room to try and make the dipsy do Mario Lemieux kind of turn yeah. the defenseman inside out and uh, go at the goalie. That just doesn't happen anymore. Everything is scored from eight feet and in these days. And there's it, less, it, less room it stinks. Spe specifically in front of the net. There's less room. It seems because there's more, it, more things you can hit off. Yeah. Uh, Char Charlotte, bigger? Charlotte's considerably older than us. Was this how it was when you grew up too? This is kind of the same thing. <laughs> well, back in my day, we just, it was, um, you know, you took normal shoes and then strapped knives to them. And that oh, was wow. Escape, so, See, yeah. I love hearing should, about this. I really do. It's fun, right? To talk about <laughs> the way things were. Yeah. Um, should we make the goals bigger? Like, should we make them <laughs> soccer nets on either side? Is that the answer here? Yes. It's well, uh, the the correct thing to do would be to shrink the goalie pads. And also yeah. my, my, <clears throat> uh, my more radical idea is uh, that you are not allowed to leave your skates to block a shot as a, oh. uh, a as a non-goalie, uh, you, that they're, that they should modify that. All you hear about in the playoffs is, um, Pierre, uh, anybody who's calling the action, uh, swooning over the courage, look at the courage. Like it's not as courageous as it was a couple of generations ago. Cause the padding is better on these guys. It's not that courageous to leave your feet to block a shot. Cause it doesn't hurt as much as it did back in 1980 <laughs> to do it. Right. 
Um, anyway, yeah, that the the talk about curmudgeon talk, but yes, the yeah, shrinking the goalie pads. How about Charlotte this, Dave? How about answer. this? Forget the goalie pads, shrink the goalies. How about you can't have a goalie <laughs> over 13 years old? And this solves a few problems like because it. you got a you got a smaller, you know, diminutive figure there in goal. Also, you're not gonna have a 13-year-old opting out saying, I have to go back to my kid. <laughs> he, he, he could say that. It'd be very strange if he did, but yes. I'm telling you, honey, I shrunk the goalie. <laughs> let's do it. I feel like we have so much on our plate with this uh, bubble rock thing to to then bring on this goalie. It, it might be too much to handle, but yes. Uh, well, reach- we'd probably run into like child labor laws too. So, yeah. No sorry, sorry, anymore. sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> let's talk NFL. New COVID test. This is good news, right? Uh, significant turn of events. COVID nineteen testing. U.S. Food and Drug Administration is over the weekend granted an emergency authorization for the public to begin employing a saliva-based test, yuck, expected to significantly increase the availability, turnaround time, and affordability of combating the coronavirus epidemic in the U.S. It was developed by Yale University, about time they did something smart, and jointly funded by the NBA and NBA Players Association. I don't know what to think. Is this uh, is Charles Barkley and Shaq, are they in a lab somewhere putting this stuff together? I, I can't believe it, but... <clears throat> the testing method was granted approval by the FDA on Saturday. Pretty cool, right, Charlotte? It's a good oh, yeah. step in the right direction. Totally. I'm here for it. I think it's a little funny that the, you know, sports are doing what, <laughs> may, you know, not to get political, but like, I mean, should sports just govern us? I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the NBA can save the post office, too. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I do. I think it's great. I think that any way that you can make testing easier, it bodes well for not only the general population, but I mean, sports, which is what really matters in this godforsaken world of ours. Um, I am feeling a little bit more hopeful about the NFL in general, like seeing training camps kind of work, seeing the reports that are coming out. Yeah. And seeing a lot of guys taking the, you know, the the quarantine aspect of it very seriously. I'm like, okay, I think I was much more pessimistic a month ago than I am now. And and things like this are kind of a, a good way to keep that optimism going. For sure. And I think the idea is also that maybe I read into this too much. Fans would also be able to attend if the, if you have this immediacy of this test. And then I don't know what they do. Like, okay, all right, all right, you're good. Get in. Okay, no, you go home. Is that what they do? They just let them in one by one. I don't know how it's going to work out. Short of sticking a magic wand up my nose and getting rid of the, all the bad crap, this is a good move, right, Dave? <clears throat> yeah, but uh, just to correct uh, your previous statement about Chaz Barkley or whoever else, of course, yeah. whoever developed this, you would assume it would be Doctors Jay and uh, Duncan Stein. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but but <laughs> either way, yeah, it's it's um it's tremendous news. And the first thing that occurred to me as soon as I saw that was. I wonder if this means that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to be like, ah, never mind what we said a few days ago. It seems unlikely that they're going to change that. But yeah, once again, you know, legitimately, sports do. This is a an ongoing thing. I, this veering into medical matters is is quite remarkable. But, um, you know, from Jackie Robinson to Muhammad Ali and so on, of course, very often sports lead the way for the rest of society. All right, listen, this testing is great. I don't think it means we should stop our mission to create a bubble for the NFL. I still think no, it's the no, only no. way this is going to work. Yes. And we need to put this bubble aptly, I think, in the bubble rock trail, as I mentioned right there in young Charlotte's backyard in northern <laughs> Maine. 
Um, we talked to someone the other day, Jenna, what was it? Which from the side street cafe. Very nice. She had a few reservations, mostly about the terrain and the, the sloping of the land and how the players would, would, uh, you know, acclimate to that. I think though, and, uh, more or less it was a positive, positive conversation. And to further that, we now have councilman Matthew Hockman on Matthew, what's happening. Thanks for coming on extra points. Uh, absolutely. Glad to, glad to be here with you. Tell me, Matthew, what um, politically, what your role is there, uh, right there by the Bubble Rock Trail? Uh, I, I am the uh, vice chair of the Bar Harbor Town Council. Okay. That sounds really important, right? Well, we, we like to think it is. What, what kind of decisions have you um, pushed through in the past? Uh, well, kind of we initial. have we deal with things like uh, we have to deal with a uh, parking situation in, in a small town that sees millions of tourists every year. Uh, we deal with uh, regulating uh, vacation rentals. Uh, pretty much any of the municipal governance is what we have to deal with. We don't uh, we don't have a, a mayor who deals with that sort of stuff. It's vested in the, uh, in the local town council. Gotcha. Now, are you familiar with what we're trying to do here? We want to move all 32 teams to right there at the Bubble Rock Trail. We know stadiums are an issue, but I feel like if you've taken care of the parking issue right there in the uh, surrounding neighborhood, stadiums is just a breeze, right? Do you do you see any drawbacks to our plan here? Well, I mean, I, I think it would be, uh, you know, obviously it would be great to have uh, to have uh, some professional sports here. I mean, our, our nearest professional sports team would be uh, minor league baseball in Portland, and that's pretty far from us. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I think it would be a, a boon for the for the neighborhood. Uh, I did see uh, Jenna's uh, interview the other day, and, you know, there are uh, there are definitely some reservations. Uh, there's oh. not a lot of parking right around the site. Uh, mm -hmm. there's the fact that, you know, the satellite truck could have to be down on the road. You need a couple miles of cable to get up and back. So there, there are definitely okay. some challenges. Okay. All right. Not a lot of parking. I'm not worried too much about parking. I think we bus, uh, but you have buses over there, right? You can bus players and, and personnel in and out, uh, right? Oh, we do have buses. Uh, that, that's something that you'd have to take up with the national park service. Cause they're actually trying to limit the limit, the size and number of buses that come into the park. Okay. Uh, so there, there, there's definitely some, some obstacles there. Uh, uh. Not to mention, as as Jenna uh, did say, the terrain is tough. Uh, you know, you you uh, throw past uh, Bubble Rock, and you know it's not like a dive in the end zone to try and stop it. Uh, there's a good 500 foot straight down. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. I have a I have a thought here. Yeah. I bear with me for a minute now, Matthew. You mentioned you guys have figured out parking for high volume of people coming through transient. It feels like this could actually it, it is Bar Harbor actually the better play here. Like, could it be sort of symbolic bubble rock? But if we brought it to actual the town that there's a chance mm. that this could happen. Well, I think that that's definitely uh, less regulatory hurdles than dealing with the federal government. Uh, we uh, we would definitely not have to jump through quite as many hoops. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's definitely something that would probably be uh, be a bit of an easier sell in the long run. Interesting. Now, we're we're not we're we're not there are no hoops. We're talking about football, man. Yeah, come on, <laughs> please man. keep up. So that's the one with the bat, right? <laughs> I mean, come, please. Uh, we'll, we'll explain this after that. But I I am concerned. How do you answer the charges of competitive advantage for the Patriots? I assume that uh, most yeah. people. Our Patriots mm. supporters, number one, all the controversy about Cam Newton in Tom Brady out. How do you respond to that and those concerns? 
there would definitely be some difficulty with the other teams. There, there would absolutely be a a, a very big home field advantage uh, oh. for the Patriots. Uh, it mm. is. I mean, this is this is Pat's nation. Uh, it's the, it's the heart of Pat's nation. Uh, me, me personally, I'm a Jets fan, so uh, I'm used to disappointment. But, right. Uh, I, I think that uh, that would it would definitely be a competitive advantage for the Pats. Oh, you know what? Say no more. I'm ready to pull the plug on this right now. On the other hand, on the other hand, listen, this would be the perfect way for every other team in the rest of the country to continue hating the Patriots, even even though Tom Brady is left. Like this is the ammunition that the country would need to be like, well, they're once again cheating because it's competitive advantage. That's and then you just too. keep that streak going. So it could be a gift. I'm just yeah, saying that's true. Um, yeah, I like what Charlotte was saying. Maybe it's Bar Harbor, right? As I'm saying, right, Bar Harbor, we can call it the Bubble Rock Bubble, but it's Bar Harbor like the Cowboys play in Irving, Texas, but they're the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of the same thing. I have no problem with that. What is, so you have a council meeting like every Wednesday, is that right? Uh, the the uh, first and third Tuesdays of the month. What the hell does that mean? Where are we? Is that uh, <laughs> tomorrow? Is, is that tomorrow? Okay. All right. Okay. So tomorrow, what are the odds that you could bring this to the forefront? You can make this an issue on tomorrow's docket. Uh, I would say the odds of that are probably about 0%. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Just just because uh, of the, of the process of getting things on the agenda, the deadline was actually last week, uh, but I could certainly bring something up during, uh, during our council comments at the end of the meeting uh, to try and uh, Gauge the, the other counselors' uh, uh, interest in whether this, this would be something that they want to do. Okay, so now you've heard our pitch um, the, through the three of us. Now, g- give me, give me your best. Let me hear if you were to. We're uh, not, p- we're not pitching, Sal. Oh, I'm Come, sorry. Please, this is football. Oh, right, right. What that's not pitching. On? I know. I'm, I'm getting the sports. Matthew, we're up. so sorry about Dave. <laughs> that, that's quite all right. I completely understand. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't mention Dave in your um, pitch or, or whatever. How would you do it? Let me hear your best um, elevator pitch as they say, best 30 seconds to convince a councilman on our behalf and really on your behalf. This is going to benefit you and and everybody in, in Bar Harbor and the Bubble Rock Trail. Well, I guess uh, I guess my pitch would basically uh, circle around the fact that, uh, you know, we're all in a pretty tough situation in a tourist town with uh, with COVID. And mm-hmm. uh, we've had a lot of businesses uh, that are off by 70 percent this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this could be something that could actually, uh, you know, bring some uh, bring some focus to the town as we move forward and give us some some really good uh, national views for, for 2021 and, you know, getting more people interested in the area. Well, I have to say, up until this very minute, I, I, I'm like, well, this is an absolute farce and we'll probably give it uh, two more days. But <laughs> I, I like it. I'm on board now. Honestly, Matt, you just kind of sold me. I was like, what if we bring the NFL to Maine? Yeah, it, it could definitely be uh, be an interesting, uh, an interesting scenario. OK, Matt, please. if this works yeah. out, I, I move that you get to take over the Jets from Woody Johnson. You know, I, 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 I think that's a, 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 a righteous gift to you. I, I could I could live with that. I mean, if it were the Mets, I'd be jumping up and down saying, yeah, let's do it. But uh, uh, I can live with that. Well, you're from Brooklyn, right, Matt? I'm reading uh, I am originally from Brooklyn. Okay, as am I. But you got out of there uh, at an early age? Uh, mo- moved up here when I was two, moved back to the city from 98 to 2004, and then moved back here. Uh, and you owned a little cafe there as well? I say little. Uh, I don't know. A big. Maybe? We did. We did. For the past 15 years, we've, mm-hmm. uh, we've had a, a couple of cafes here in town. Gotcha. And how does your food compare to Jenna's uh, establishment? <laughs> complete completely different we uh we were mostly uh we were mostly breakfast uh jenna has uh if you ever come up here she's got the best margaritas in town 
Ooh. Okay. Well, we are. We plan on going there. This is good. 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 Maybe not great. We'll for be the there for the for the whole season. We'll be in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we'll, we'll be able to do the taste test uh, back and forth. All right. I I gotta tell you. I you know maybe you're maybe you're putting it on for us, but um, if you could get their ear now, nobody does. People record these meetings. Uh, the, the meetings are recorded and they are uh, broadcast. Uh, you can find the broadcast right on the town's website, uh, barbermain.gov. And what about the part where you try to get it on the docket for next week? That will also be recorded or does that have to be a side issue? Um, uh, nope. That'll, that the, uh, the, the uh, council comments are, are right at the end of the meeting. So I will, okay. I, I will uh, definitely bring it up with them. Uh, I can't, can't guarantee what they're going to think about it. Uh, well, that's great, Matt. That's all we could ask. We really can. And I, I hope there's a, uh, you know, is there a mayor who ultimately is the mayor present for something like this? Uh, no, <laughs> we have a, uh, we have a town manager, but all of the okay. decisions are made by the council itself. Gotcha. And there's no, like, uh, there's not a little local mafia official that could really push this through like faster. We have to worry nah, about it. We're a little, nah. we're a little small for that. All we right. could tell you, but we'd have to kill you. So I yeah. got gotcha. you. All right. Well, it's from Brooklyn. I thought maybe it's, there was a chance. It's it's the lobstermen who really run things around here. Oh, all right. We got to get in there. That is true. All right. That is true. Matt, I can't tell you how I'm looking forward to this so much. Please, please, with a straight face and with as much vigor as you just um, demonstrated, please give the same pitch. Sorry, Dave. I know baseball as you as you did uh, a couple minutes ago, and I think we'll be in good shape. I will. I will definitely try and do my best. All right. I think. I think. By the way, with the Brooklyn connection between you two fellas here, I think yeah. it's only right that the phrase should be NFL twenty twenty. Now you just can't leave. Oh, and like uh, it, it's shut into the bubble. That's they, a good idea. I man. watched Bronx Tale. The other, but that is Bronx. But I know what you're saying, Brooklyn. Bronx, that's. Uh, I watched it this weekend. That's so crazy that you bring that up. All right. Uh, well, this is great. I'm very excited. Jenna, like I said, was lukewarm on her endorsement, but um. I really feel like we have a winner here in Matthew. What do you think, Charlotte? I feel great about it. I think that Matthew, we can't thank you enough. Uh, we're we're rooting for you, and um, if you need any reinforcements, I, I am a drive away. So just let me know. Uh, absolutely, we appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll be checking in, and uh, yes, yeah, since that is recorded, Matthew is going to pitch us for next week's docket. So look forward to him. And hey, this thing has legs all of a sudden, guys. Very good. It's we. It's ironic that our champion is a Mets and Jets supporter, but yes, <laughs> uh, you know, an imperfect solution to an imperfect time. All right. Thanks, Matthew. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, that's it. I think uh, that's a great note to go uh, off on. And Dave, what do you have to plug? Um, well, you know what? New show coming up with Jeff Schwartz. We talked about yeah. that. That should be in your ears within the next week or so. And uh, in the meantime, Dave's of Thunder, check it out wherever you find your favorite podcast. And at Damashek on Twitter, Young Charlotte. Yes, correct. What's Young Charlotte. You? I love that, by the way. That's <laughs> that makes me feel I feel spry. Um <laughs> Uh, going to be a few things on the Fox Sports app this week. I also have some cool WWE interviews coming out. Really? Which, um, yeah, I'm not going to say who yet in case it doesn't work out because it could be, I think it'll be pretty fun, but I'll I'll let you know as the week goes on. All right. Coco it's, beware. <laughs> no, I think, is he is he still with us? I don't know that he is. I think I think we still have Coco beware. The, the, yeah, I don't think he's The bird he's died. Frankie the bird is, is no longer with us. <laughs> uh, all right. And there you go. And uh, happy anniversary to my wife. Well, with 18 years, Dave, today. You were at that Whoa, wedding. Yeah. Oh, I attended oh that. I think yeah. I think it's it's either today or tomorrow. I'm going to look in 
I have some people who are slyly reaching out to her to make sure it's uh, today. But either way, happy birth uh, anniversary today <laughs> birth- or tomorrow. Yeah, happy birthday too. I don't, I'll cover everything so I don't get in trouble. Uh, okay. That's that for another episode of Extra Points. We will be back on Wednesday for Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. I'm Sal reminding you that even though you may feel like an underdog, you're all my favorites. <laughs>